0: I know I've said it before I'm I'm super grateful for Mm. the roles and the ability to do what I'm doing because it's going to sound very cliche but I actually do do what I enjoy that's nice and that is it's not teaching and I like to use the word education because people can take from what you're trying to put across different things so you're, you're educating people in different ways yeah and I th- think the fact that almost the first time around at school I didn't really get it and it, I do think it's down to the way that not just the way that I was taught but it was literally because I really wasn't interested in the subjects that I was being taught in mm. you know I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not an expert in genetics in any way shape or form I'm not an expert in teaching and I'm certainly not an expert in probiotics but I enjoy what I do and therefore you know I try and put 110% in every single day because you know I enjoy it I mean It's, it's not a job really
1: hello and welcome to the Natural Healthcare Network podcast My name is Deb McLeod, and I really appreciate your sitting in and listening in. Today, I am delighted to say that I have Karen Harrison joining me. She is the founder and owner of Team Gene. She's an entrepreneur. She is a lecturer. She is a mentor, and she absolutely loves to learn, and she loves to teach people. And I hope you enjoy this conversation with Karen as much as I did. So, Karen, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. It is absolutely lovely to have you here with me.
0: Well, it's absolutely a pleasure and thank you very much for asking me. I feel super, super grateful and um, looking forward
1: to it. I am too. Now, we met through the wonderful Karen Mannion, so that's always exciting and I love that she's introduced us. But you've got quite an Interesting past. So we're going to talk a little bit about your history, how you got to where you are today. And I always mean this nicely, but you've done a lot of things, which is mm. it going to be fascinating for the listeners because as you know, primarily the listeners are healthcare practitioners of some shape or sort of variety. And then there are some members of the public, but I always feel it's interesting for people to hear the journey. And then we can talk about what you're doing now and how you work with people because there are a variety of things that you do right now with practitioners to help them and I think it's going to be a fascinating chat so shall we we'll just see how things flow is that okay fab let's
0: get going all right well off you go well hello I'm Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I've listened to quite a few of your podcasts before everybody launches in as all well, you know uh, started here and did this and that sort of stuff and I'm very similar in as much as you know I went to school as everybody else but I really did not do very well at school. I, there was something not quite right and um, from an academic point of view I came out with the most average scores. I was not you know academic in any way shape or form. Um, I found myself at college doing hospitality so you know I was Doing a lot of sort of sitting guilds, so, you know, I never got to the opportunity to go to university straight from school. So, I started off um, in sort of hospitality and food, as we know. Obviously, everybody needs to eat food, but food yeah. has always been in my life, right. um, whether it be me eating it or from a from a, a job role as such. So, um, I started in hotels, and then um, I got a couple of jobs in restaurants and effectively I spent a good 10-12 years either running restaurants or in hotel industry and for quite some time I was really satisfied with that. I have no problem working weekends, I have no problem working evenings, I like the variety and I enjoy talking to people and you know help wherever I can. And my last role, I ended up the other side of the world and, st- and was running a, it sounds luxurious, but it's not really, a 160-seater restaurant on the beach of a place called Scarborough in Western Australia. And uh, as ever, everyone says, oh, no, it must be brilliant. Well, of course, if you're working 80 or 90 hours, you don't really get to see the, yeah. you know, the outside of the, yeah. of the restaurant. Anyway, so I did that for a while. But with the Aussies being the way that they are, which I absolutely love, they're quite down to earth. Mm-hmm. And, um, and me loving food, I wasn't perhaps the right size that, you know, uh, would be the normal healthy sort of um, weight a person should be at the age that I was, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ha- and I've always been a heavier person. Anyway, so the wonderful uh, friends of which I still go and see now, I still try and go out every other year to go and see my very good friends. But they did say to me, look, you know, if you carry on the way you are, you're, you know, you're going to be in serious strife when you get to 50. You need to do something about this and you need to learn about nutrition. Yeah, 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 whatever, you know, (laughs) you sort of carry on and, you you know, you know, the thing, you know, you're sort of in your early 20s. I'm invincible. But anyway, so I found myself back in the UK for all sorts of different reasons. And the very first thing that happens in those days when I opened up the computer, there were um, little advertising boxes on the right hand side. And the College of Nutrition, College of Naturopathic Medicine popped up in one of those advertising sort of things. And I looked at that and I thought, hmm, actually, yeah, I think I really need to get to know something about nutrition. So I went and I did my thing and I thought, hmm, this is not bad, actually. I quite like this. I'm older. I'm a bit wiser. I'm a bit <laughs> sort of, I can read a bit better better you know Mm I sort of learned a few more things and so I did that for three years and then I almost sort of got the learning bug so you know I never got it as a kid I got it mainly as a as an adult so for my sins I then decided well okay it's lovely having this diploma I really need a degree so I then decided to do a full-time degree uh, at CNELM which took me so far out of my comfort zone I couldn't even see it right um but I did enjoy it I mean, when I look back at it I really enjoyed it and again I made some really lovely good friends and mm. you know we still go out to lunch when we're allowed to go to anyway <laughs> yeah so I was lucky enough then to get a role in in industry so I went out and did some uh supplement company roles and mm. I then was asked to go to CNM to just to do some marking actually. And it was really weird. I was in London and I had to go for a wing. And it was, you <laughs> know, uh, there's no toilets anywhere these days, is there? So I thought, I'm going to pop in to see them. I know where their loo is. They won't mind. I'm going to go in, use the loo, come out, no problem. So I go in. And as I go in, and this is the old uh, place where they were, the director of nutrition literally opened the door to her office. She went, Karen? I went, yeah. And I thought, I feel as though I was being naughty. You're in I was, You know, I was in the wrong place. She went, you wanted to do some teaching, didn't you? And I went, uh yeah, so she said, Have you got five minutes? I mean, can I just use the loo first, please? That's great. Went, yes, of course, no problem. So, and it literally started like that. So, that's how my wow. teaching career started with wow. CNM by literally going in and and being very naughty and using the loo. Mm-hmm. And I found a really nice, sort of happy medium of helping people in the clinic. So, I'm a clinic supervisor there, and I also teach. Uh, nutrigenomics and some of the easier lectures, you know, setting up in practice and all that sort of stuff as well. Right. So that sort of got me to there, and then I thought, mm, actually, you know, what? I'm lecturing in in nutrigenomics. I really need to get some form of education in that. So I was super, super lucky enough to go to St Mary's in Twickenham. And I did a master's in nutrigenomics so nutrition and genetics. Um, wow. And at the moment, I believe I'm only one of 31 people that have that particular certificate um, because they only it's only been known for three years and they only allow between 10 and 12 on the course each year. So. Right.
1: So can I stop you there? Yeah. So, you know, that is that is a mouthful. In, yeah, sorry about that. Really. No, no, no. It's a, it's a lot. But what I, what I find so, oh gosh, fascinating is that you were started out saying, well, you know, I was one of these, I didn't study well, I didn't mm. take to it well. And now you're talking about stuff that can turn your head inside out, learning mm. about nutrigenomics. Was it just that it was something that lit a fire within you that you thought, oh, everything's clicking because i have to say when i went to cnm it's it's much harder it was much harder be, that for me because i was very much business orientated i was really really into the communications the business development account management more of that side so going onto the science, oh, that really for me was brain ache and it was great for yeah. me but for you it sounds almost like brain ache for you was Being on the other side and then going into the science bit, your mind just lit up. Is that right?
0: It lights up because I found that majority of science, not all of it, but majority of science and and, and DNA in particular Mm -hmm. is full of pathways, Right. And I love a pathway. I'm very much, uh, <laughs> you know, I like a, a system within a system because I can get in and go, so what happens here? And how does that interact okay. with that? And what, okay. what, what sort of happens in that section? So And how does that affect that? Right. Um, and I think, really, I never really got that when I was at school. It was very much a English maths. It's very sort of, you know, one-dimensional almost. And as an adult, I sort of realised, oh, hang on, there is much, There's depths to this, mm-hmm. and if you can work out that depth, I, I don't. It's not easy to me. I, I don't find it easy, but I find it fascinating and interesting, which then helps my drive to find out more. Right. You know? um, right. And so, yeah, so that's that's where I am. I'm still not – I don't believe I'm academic, um, but <laughs> I, I do believe I'm inquisitive, and I am that student that says, why?
1: Why? Yeah. Why you does
0: w- this happen?
1: So you yeah. want to contextualize it, and you want to understand why. So what did you write your thesis on? This is what – and, I mean, that must have been – was that, like, a real horror in your life, or did you find because that was – helping you down more pathways that you enjoyed it and you thrived on it? What was that like for you?
0: Well, I, I was, again, super, super lucky. I, d- I do believe that people's lives, sometimes you, you're, you can just be lucky at the right place at the right time. So we were um, asked to, as a class, we had to um, put together a proposal for a, uh, a research project. Uh, they had four already and they needed an additional one. So we all had to pitch our idea. And one person was going to be lucky basically. And uh, I pitched the idea that there is a link and it's been proven that there is a link between a certain gene and choline intake, which we get from eggs and some vegetables and that sort of thing, and the effect on our mood and or depression. And you can work that out by doing a food diary as to how much choline somebody actually physically eats on a daily basis. You can actually uh, look at choline levels in the blood, although it's not a normal um, blood result that you would normally do. And then you can check to see if the gene is functioning or not. So whether it's, you know, adequate or under par, perhaps, uh, or not as efficient, which is what I normally say. And then you can then look to see, you would well, we gave our participants a very robust um, questionnaire on how they believe they felt with their mood, depression, mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And you can put all those three different pictures together And from a scientific point of view, you can then, um, you know, find out if there are any statistically significant results. And so I did this pitch to them and they sat there and they went, OK. And it was this stony face. It's like, come (laughs) on, you've got to have some sort of surely this is the one, you know, you've got to go for it. Um, And it was about three hours later. and They went, yeah, we've chosen your one. Wow. Yay! Wow. Um, So I was the super lucky student who got to go to uni and actually do the research that I actually wanted to do, which is, you know, again, super, super grateful, super, super lucky.
1: That's amazing. I have to say, I had, um, as you know, Emma Bezik came on one of my other podcasts, and I love how... Oh, I do love the study and the theory behind genes and how they work and what they do. And there's so much that they, and it's going to sound silly to say this, but they do tell us so much Ooh. that I am just, I'm such a, a fan of doing genetic testing. I think, it, you know, you need to prepare the, the client for it, but it's just so brilliant at what it can tell you and what it can help you work with. So that must've been really exciting for you to work on this that how long how long did it take
0: well it was uh it took january through to we submitted it in october so what's that 10 months
1: right wow.
0: um and because it was a brand new uh submission we had to get it through all of the robust you know sort of protocols and uh, that sort of stuff i had to sit in front of a panel of 10 people to um, put my idea forward and literally go to the nth degree of how I was going to get the reports how I was going to do the sampling how because we actually physically sequenced the DNA in the lab we actually physically took the blood so that we could you know check the um choline levels and of course how was a going to do the food diaries how are you going to quantify that how you you can't just get food diary and go oh that's lovely you know what what you know how are you going to actually um you know work out how much choline is in people's food regime so yes so that was quite a nerve-wracking sort of uh, thing to do but I'm really pleased I've done it because I now know what scientists have to do to get their projects and their their research sort of into the mainstream as such
1: yeah it's a fantastic experience see I had no idea we were going to go down this route and I love it no. but it does it does fit in with the the fact that education is so important to you doesn't it so I can see how from your own history and how you've who you've progressively moved into this arena so does that is that really what's led you further on to what you're doing now do you want to talk about a little bit about the education yeah, and so, the work that you're doing from needing to but, go f- for a, a wee and then getting your <laughs>
0: Yeah, amazing. It's just the fact that you have to go for a wee in London and uh, ah, you just chose the place that you I used to, it. you know, go to. And all of a sudden yeah. you come out of a job. That's, um, it. That's Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> so, yes, I now see myself as almost an educator. And so, you know, I still do my supervision and teaching at CNM. I have started a company which is very, very new, which is called Team Gene. And that's been set up really to help. Initially, it was to help athletes and their nutrient intake from a genetic point of view. And the reason being is, you know, you were saying earlier on how important it is actually genetic testing, you know, could be for people's um, health. I, I totally and utterly concur with that, but I do also know that an awful lot of people are very, very sceptical about genetic testing. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to do the masters that I've done is that I'm not looking into medical genetics. So I'm never going to be able to tell somebody that they've got the pre predisposition to Parkinson's or cancers mm. and that sort of stuff. The things that I look into are actually the nutrients that all of us need, our vitamins, our minerals, all of that sort of stuff, and how our genes actually influence whether we can actually uptake these nutrients, whether we transport these nutrients into the places that they need to go. And almost if your body is able to make the And the way that I explain it to some students is, is you have your DNA and then it produces this instruction booklet. And then from that instruction booklet, we make some amino acids. And from that, we then make proteins. But the other way I say is from the instruction booklet, we need to make a cake. And there's lots and lots of different nutrients and everything, components that go into that. Now, that cake, a lot of people eat. Well, I don't know if anybody doesn't eat cake, to be honest with you, <laughs> even the naughty, you know, the good people. Yeah, yeah. And it's that that sort of drives your body to be able to go and do, uh, just get up for some people, you know, be mm-hmm. able to to get up and, and function during the day. So I was trying to help the athletes because, you know, effectively, when you look at an athlete and their actual ability to do the sport that they're, trying to achieve and be optimal in there are milliseconds that they can shave off So we're not talking about days that they can shave off or yeah. you know hours which and they always look at the best bikes or the best trainers the best wind machines that they can train in the best altitudes that they you know everything it's like why are you not looking at the actual nutrients mm-hmm. a lot of them look at the fats carbohydrates and the fiber that they put in lovely but what about the nutrients as well you know about mm-hmm. the vitamin c and about the iron and all that wonderful stuff so that's that's the basis of teen gene is actually looking at the nutrients mm-hmm. that then will then fuel the appropriate things in the body what's known as a, a citric acid cycle which i know (laughs) karen mannion brought up with it she said she was finally you know she's got something she really enjoys looking at um so yeah so that's how that sort of come about really Mm -hmm. um is to help them i guess really in the final part of of understanding how they're actually producing energy and that's looking at these you know these vitamins and minerals and 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 metabolites that, that you are producing and are, how can we actually optimize those and that's changing so you know i can't tell you whether you're going to get parkinsons or cancers or anything like that that's not my bag it's all about the nutrients and that's why it's called nutrigenomics it's nutrition and genetics together yep.
1: Which is, it's very exciting to learn more about that because Ooh. I think it enables the person to see that actually there is a real correlation between the food they're eating and their Ooh. own health and well being. Yes. And it's an unusual word. I hope, I mean, it's getting out there more and more. Ooh. But that to me is it's helping people find the sweet spot so they're eating the right things so they feel as good as they can, and that's what you know, that's what we want to do, isn't it? Really, yeah, absolutely. So, Team Gene, you say it's new, Ooh. and what's your plan with Team Gene if you want to talk about that a little bit? And then we've got other things that I've sure got. that I do a <laughs> yeah.
0: few, few feathers in my bow, as they yeah. say. Um, yes, yeah. yeah. so Team Gene is all of I don't know about probably that five months old now six months old i properly knew Mm. but i very quickly realized that it's not just athletes that are going to be able to prosper with this information Um, and so i can see it morphing into all sorts of different avenues and of course it depends on who i work with Mm -hmm. um, depends on which way it might go now I'm very lucky in the background that I've got in relation to nutrition and sort of, you know, from a physiological sort of scientific background, I can look at different areas, you know, like chronic fatigue syndrome, for instance, you know, energy production for them and mitochondria is a big issue for them so looking at the nutrients that we can actually have a look and try and perhaps maximize for that that may be an area that we're gonna you know i'll go into i can see they're becoming a teen gene you know ladies and the teen gene men not because i want to split the two up, but you know, there's different uh, nutrients at different times and life stages for male and female, you know, particularly mm-hmm. obviously iron through women and menstruation and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so th- it's all it's got lots of legs, if you see what I mean. And yeah. I really want to um, find a couple of people to work with to provide the genetic results and then obviously go into the areas that they specialize in i don't specialize in cancers and things like that but you know all the Mm. other stuff that i could i could help with so at the moment it's right at the very beginning and i can see it's got an awful lot of avenues to go in lots of different directions. Mm
1: -hmm. So would that be that you would mentor people? Because you are a mentor, right? I am. Right. Yes. So is that what you would do in some ways uh, as well with Team Gene? You would mentor and get people trained up so they're they're helping others? Because obviously with COVID, mm. people recovering from COVID, knowing that that's a virus, mm. I feel sure that that would be an interesting aspect for people to be able to help and support. So, yeah. and um, yeah. also as we learn more and more about ethnic groups, not being, accounted for as well which is and
0: and that's a big thing in the research as well um particularly in the genetic research is that you know uh, a lot of the research is done in white caucasians um and we really need to diversify into including different um ethnicities because they do have different responses even though it's the same gene
1: yeah it's so fascinating. I love it. It is,
0: and population genetics to me also really again. This, if there was a little course I could do just in population <laughs> genetics, I would be there. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, because because you know you can't just do genetics for one section of 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 the species because we're you know we're all mixed of all sorts of different areas. So yes, we need to we need to definitely. Uh, do something about that and, and i'm sure karen and i will be doing something in the future about no, that, that
1: so that'll be good yeah that's good so it, we're, we're talking about the genes and the genetic work is that um with your studying and getting your master's is that how you you worked with life code gx for a while is that right i did. I
0: actually did most of that before i got the master's to be honest Did with you? you? yeah oh, right. um I had a lovely time with Emma. Uh, I really enjoyed. I used to do all of her That's training amazing. for her. So I used to nice. get on the train and up to Scotland and do all of her, you know, training days. And we do days out in the Royal Society of Medicine and that sort of stuff. And I got to, of course, the first lockdown came and obviously absolutely everything stopped, you know, yeah. including CNM. I mean, absolutely yeah. everything stops. And that wasn't just the same for me. That was obviously the same for absolutely everybody. And um, I was contacted by a GB athlete just for through LinkedIn to ask about nutrition. And he was trying to set up something with a volunteer sort of army of nutritionists. And he wondered if I was interested, and I'm, I'm more than happy to do any voluntary work. But, you know, I just wanted to ask him a few questions about nutrition support from a from that perspective. And, and he just sort of said, Oh, you know, yeah, we, we do have um, lovely nutritionists, he said, they help us to, um, you know, load up before races, he's a long distance runner. Right. Um, and, um, you know, and then, we do our race and 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 that's about it. And I went, really, <laughs> that, uh, nothing else. So he said, yeah, a few things. And he he actually lives in Spain and he's taking vitamin D. And I said, oh, that's 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 wonderful. I said, uh, have you had your vitamin D checked? <laughs> he went, no. Went, okay, that's fine. That's 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 no problem because of because you don't want to have these conversations and alarm people. You know, mm. I mean. You know, I just because I know that you, you can actually overdo vitamin D and then becomes more of a negative than a benefit. So you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to. And sometimes this is the problem with me is I have a conversation with somebody and I sort of think, well, I need to rein it back a bit, Karen, because you don't want to scare them, really. You know? mm-hmm. um, and then I said, okay, that's lovely. I said, and how are you? How, how how do you eat? Do you have meat days, veggie days? No, I'm a vegan. Oh, brilliant. Okay, really good. Nothing against that whatsoever. So, but what about your vitamin A? What about my vitamin A? So are you metabolizing your vitamin A? Can you transport your vitamin A? Um, don't know. That's okay. That's that's absolutely fine. Don't worry. That's not a problem. That's fine. And that's pretty much how how it all started. Okay. Um, and then, of course, with COVID second time around, there's still no, you know, sort of, um, you know, anything that's being done around the country so i decided to start team jean and that's literally how it started
1: wow wow cuz i was going to ask you you know what was it that got you to start team jean during mm. our lockdown and the covid yes. crisis so i i love it that you it's kind of like you're going to the loo taking a cheeky yes. skip in the loo and now you're you've decided okay well i'm going to start a business and Those are the silver linings of of COVID. There are a lot of silver linings, which I think is great. And it's exciting to see the innovation out there. And I think it's equally inspiring to other practitioners. And there are a lot of practitioners that are really busy. And there are some practitioners that aren't. And that's Mm -hmm. why I think having these conversations about what what you're doing and how you've come up with this is fantastic. So you've done that. You've got Team Gene. You are... you're doing the supervising, you're doing the mentoring, started this business, you also are working with a company that's based in Australia, and you've helped them launch a product over here, a probiotic over here, right?
0: Yeah, again, this is another one of those stories that happens <laughs> to me all the time, you know I mean, so uh, when I was at CNN, there was a lady called Rebecca Edwards who mm-hmm. was my teacher, and she's Australian, and uh, and we effectively kept in touch periodically. I was, super super um lucky to go to america to do a trade show out there for one of the supplement companies that i used to work for and rebecca also moved to america and we got to have a day together we had lunch and all the usual sort of stuff which was great and we've kept in touch. And again, I just got this message from Rebecca. And again, you know, she's one of these lovely people that you can have wonderful conversations and then there's nothing for about four months. And then, you know, those people that just come in and out of your life just as and when they need to anyway. So um, it was, I think it was September last year. I think it was maybe August, September. And she messaged me and she said, I want you to have a look at these probiotics because she obviously knew I'd worked for a previous probiotic company. I want you to give me your opinion on them. I said, yeah, okay, no worries. That's fine. I can easily do that. So she sent over these three boxes of different types of probiotics. I looked at them. I thought, well, "You know, no, 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 okay, it's fine. Lovely. So then she said to me, I want, I want to have a call with you um, and <laughs> so you can tell me what you thought about the products. Now okay that's fine yeah that's all right no problem back no worries anyway so she said but it'll be on zoom and I went "Mm -hmm, all right yeah whatever that's fine no problem so this is now in sort of October time and lo and behold it's a real good job I washed my hair because it wasn't just Rebecca on the call (laughs) it was her boss and her assistant as well so you know like all the technical guy and I, I you know you get that sort of like hang on I a mean, there's three of you i'm only expecting one you know mm-hmm. I, I, it was quite early in the morning it was i say early it was about eight o'clock because obviously there's a time difference over yeah, in australia yeah. and they're they're in melbourne so there's a lovely 11 hour time difference yeah yeah anyway so she said to me can, can you tell me you're all about it? And, and this is blair he's the owner of the company and this mm-hmm. is this is bed my technical guy and i went okay i said yeah but you, you know you've got this and you've done that and i think this is great and i like that and that So they went off and Rebecca went, this is brilliant. Thanks ever so much for the information. (laughs) Didn't think anything of it. Nothing, just did not click. Five days later, I got an offer for a job. Wow. I was like, would you like to come and work with us? And I went, eh? (laughs) I didn't even know I was on an interview. I was just giving my personal opinion about their products Mm. and, you know, certain things and, Um, you know the capsules were different colors and it's because they come from different manufacturers so I just said you know that might confuse some people you know Mm -hmm. just little easy things nothing you know major Mm -hmm. so uh, I also work part-time and I'm the UK regional manager for activated probiotics and uh, I my role is education but it fits Mm -hmm. it's perfect because I love to educate, so it's mm. all education about probiotics, and so yes, it's uh, it's wonderful. So I've got an
1: awful lot going on. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. So, just a quick question, because you've just recently, they've only just really come over here to the UK, right? Mm. Yes. So, absolutely. how's it how's it going right now for them? Really
0: well, actually. Okay. Um, really well. We are there is there, we are a practitioner only product okay mm-hmm. so um you know you will for the people that are obviously a wonderful general public that are listening mm-hmm. you can get the products but you will have to go to a practitioner in order to be able to access them but yes they're doing very well um and we are in my opinion strives ahead of the rest of the competition in the UK. But of course, I'm going to say that because I'm biased. But we've got some really unique um, science. Again, it comes back to science. You know, Um, all the products are... Um, scientifically got all gone through trials, uh, human randomized control trials as the product in the entirety. It's mm-hmm. not just, oh, this is a trial that's had that strain in it. And this is a trial that's got that strain in it. Mm-hmm. It is the complete, which is actually quite unusual. And they've got some really good strain specific conditions that they actually help with. And so far, you know, like I say, we've got loads of science behind it, but I'm collecting the anecdotal evidence behind them. And they've only been in the UK since beginning of, no, middle of November. Mm. So, you know, we're talking about 10 weeks, if that. And in those 10 weeks, I've got so much anecdotal evidence, it's unbelievable, that they do work.
1: Wow.
0: Um, And so I'm super chuffed and now very proud to work with them. Yeah, because it was. Be do you fancy them. trying it, and I'm like, "Oh, I I'll have a go." <laughs> so, I love it. Uh, yeah. I love it.
1: I love it. I just <laughs> think these sorts of things are uh, they're really entertaining. So, do you enjoy what you're doing? I know we have more to talk about, but are you enjoying mm. what you're doing?
0: I I, I do. I feel um, very. I know I've said it before. I'm I'm super grateful for the roles and the ability to do what I'm doing, because it's going to sound very cliche, (laughs) but I actually do do what I enjoy. That's nice. And that is, it's not teaching. and I like to use the word education because people can take, from what you're trying to put across different things so you're, you're educating people in different ways yeah and I th- think the fact that almost the first time around at school I didn't really get it and it, I do think it's down to the way that not just the way that I was taught but it was literally because I really wasn't interested in the subjects that I was mm. being taught in mm. you know I'm not don't get me wrong I'm not an expert in genetics in any way shape or form I'm not an expert in teaching and I'm certainly not an expert in probiotics but I enjoy what I do and therefore you know I try and put 110 percent in every single day because you know I enjoy it you know I mean it's, it's not a job
1: really yeah, you um, and I do enjoy, like variety yeah and you enjoy learning you enjoy Ooh, the learning process and, yeah, and going yes. down your roots, you know, your avenues yes. and the processes um, yes. that we talked about before, which I think is yeah. is really it's such a nice way to put it. Mm. So amongst all of these other things, um, you've got a few other things going on, don't you, <laughs> really, which I think is really fun. And, and the fascination, I use that word a lot, I'm told. But the the fascination with this is that you are really, really busy, but you seem, I'm sure you're tired. I'm sure you have your moments, but you seem like, yes, this is what I love. You seem to be full of vitality, which is great. So let's talk about a few of the other things that you're involved with and that you're doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, I do do lots of other things. I am involved in other sort of mentoring stuff. I do, I had to cut it down to one group a month. I used to do two groups a month, but we upped the amount of people that could come on the one group a month for an association called AMP. Mm -hmm. Um, And so basically I do like a little bit of, not fear, but I do like a little bit of challenging almost. So what I do is I run a mentoring group for them but there's, there's no sort of, there's no, this is not about business. It's not just about how to practice. This isn't about, you know, cases. Mm-hmm. So the group themselves send in what they want to do in their mentoring session mm-hmm. um, on that particular evening when it takes place. So I'm almost blind, if you see what I mean, prior right. to it. Um, and they may send me in some really challenging cases um, I might might be specific questions on how would you navigate this with a difficult client, you know, all sorts of different things. Um, and, again, I've got to learn and think <laughs> on my feet there and then, and uh, they, they keep me on my toes, but I find that I also learn from them as well. I then open it up to the almost to the audience as such mm. um, because I only know my way. Mm-hmm. And my way is not always the right way, wrong way, in different way. It is just my experience and I've I seem to have had quite a lot of it now. Um I'm probably showing sure my age now, but so um that, that actually works really well. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's the the beauty of naturopathy, really, is that we mm. know that there is no one way. There are no. all these different ways and that we yeah. all look at it from that that perspective, which I think is is great. And then we have the human that we're the confounder because we know some things will work and some things won't for others. And that's the beauty. So what is it about all of this stuff that you enjoy other than the education? Now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean we've talked about that. What is it about all the things that you're doing that lights your fire.
0: I I think there's two aspects to that is that you might have a conversation with somebody and they're talking about, I don't know, they're talking about themselves and probably shouldn't really say this, but (laughs) when somebody's talking about themselves and I love to have conversations with people and they go, Oh, this is wrong or that's right or whatever. I'm always trying to one sort of step ahead and go, well, um, you know, is this pathway involved or what's going on here and that sort of stuff. And I've learned to sit and listen to people. I used to many, many years ago when I was running the pubs. So, oh, you know, I you need to do this. You need to do that. And you know, that sort of stuff. No, 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 no. You need to listen to people, in my opinion, because they come out as some real nuggets that you can, you know, either sort of investigate yourself or learn about or whatever or learn from Mm -hmm. or perhaps even think, okay, well, that's one way of doing it, but I would never do it that way. You, You can always learn from a situation, in my opinion, but that situation might be reading a book. It might be talking to somebody. It might be even a car journey. Do you know what I mean it? There's mm-hmm. always something, and a lot of people see, you know, oh, you know that that person in front of me is, is driving erratically. Well, there's obviously lots of different reasons for that. So, what can you learn from it? And I'm, I'm. There's something in my brain that's gone. What can you learn from this experience? And that's my life now at the moment you know until something and and it's not always positive don't get me wrong I mean everything mm-hmm. so far that I've said to you in this conversation you know everybody's sitting there going oh it's all right for some you know, <laughs> you know she's been able to get on this course and she's done this and mm. she can walk in somewhere go for a mm. wing, and get a job you know yeah I, there are definitely some times that are you know pretty tough yeah you know to to sit there and think hmm, okay I have absolutely no money coming in Mm-hmm. Uh, for the minimum of six, maybe eight weeks. I know that I knew that at the beginning of the, the very first lockdown. So, what, what do you do about it? Yeah. And I chose to sit probably for the first three weeks. I actually sat and I actually decided and asked the same question every single day for about three weeks is what do you want to do, Karen? What, what, it's not what everybody else wants you to do. It's not what CNN wants you to do. It's not what mentoring sessions want you to do. It's not what, you know, whoever else. It's what do you want to do yourself? And I find that I want variety. I want to be able to educate and just be able to learn as well. And it's always that Learn from the experience, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, and sit back and listen to people because you will learn even more.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that, that, that's where I am now.
1: <laughs> I like it. It's very open and honest of you to mm. say those things, and you're right. So everyone sat there thinking when we went through lockdown, is that COVID affecting us all globally? Mm. It doesn't matter where we are, what we were doing, anything. We all sat down and went, mm what are we going to do here Mm. what does this mean to me and I I don't know that everyone had that opportunity to say what do I want Mm. I think that's really powerful Um, isn't it
0: very powerful absolutely I I had always thought um in my early 40s I wonder what it would be like to get off the ferris wheel of life (laughs) yes Because, you know, before COVID, you know, know, even if we take, you know, even two or three years before, you know, perhaps in 2015, 16, whenever it is, whenever the height of you being as busy as you are, I used to get into bed sometimes and go, I really just wish, not obviously in a holiday, but I just wish I could just get off the Ferris wheel of life and actually understand or just be silent for a while or think Mm. and have the ability to do that. Well, for me, that was answered. I had that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that was answered for many people, Mm, actually. You know, they all sat down and went, okay. And we've taken stock and so many more people are taking time to look at what is really most important to them, which is, Mm. again, the silver lining. So there are a few things that I'd like to ask you. and. I mean we'll see how they come up. But I wanted to ask you right now, what haven't we talked about that you would like to talk about? Because believe it or not, we are coming closer to our hour together. It always mm. goes really fast. It goes really quick,
0: doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Um one of my sort of when I go in and I'm in teaching and I'm hoping that it's not just going to be CNM, I'm hoping that you know there'll be others uh, other areas that I can do some other teaching. I love it when somebody, when you're looking at the audience or even if it's an an individual person that's listening to you and you get that expression of that aha moment Mm. and and you can see the eyes go, oh, yes, (laughs) that's what it was or, oh, that does that, does it oh gosh and i've been doing some lectures live streaming on neutral genomics for cnm and i thought that that was all going to be lost because obviously being online you know um you've got this little square depending on how you you organize your zoom um you know and and you've probably worked out by now that i'm quite an animated person (laughs) as in i'm not very good with you know just uh, words on the page so I like to draw things so you mm-hmm. know the whiteboard is my friend basically so <laughs> you know I had to work out a way before I did these live streaming of how I could link another device so that I could you know do a whiteboard sort of thing <laughs> anyway so I've been doing that a while and I, I, I did this diagram it's quite a basic diagram but it was just about how you know the how DNA goes through into making proteins And this, I could just see. I just looked up at the right time, and I could just see this this student going, and she was mouthing it because her um, microphone was off, and she was mouthing, "Oh my God," as if to say, (laughs) "This has just clicked. I now know how it works." Yeah, and 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 that for me is another big sort of. If I can help somebody just have that aha moment, however big, small or, or whatever it is, mm-hmm. that to me just makes my day.
1: It really mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Yeah. It really gives that buzz, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. When you see people light up. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Well, I can see it in your face. You <laughs> light up when you talk about it. It's true, you I do. do. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. And that's what I—I I love seeing people light up talking about what they enjoy doing. So, so then, okay. So here's a question: How do you take care of yourself? You've got no, lots of I was things waiting going for on. this question
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you asked us a lot of all of your uh, mm-hmm. all of your uh, yeah people on your podcast. Well, that's the thing you see. So being in the nutrition industry and knowing what everybody else should do, I'm not (laughs) going to come up with the same as, you know, Karen had this big aha, she does her, um, you know, she goes and does all of her meditation and all that Mm -hmm. wonderful stuff, which is brilliant. Um, The way that I look after myself is I make sure that I have the right amount of sleep. I have ah. to sleep and I touch wood. I can sleep, but I have to have my seven to eight hours. Right. Um, and as long as I sleep properly, I am actually okay. I can work most days. Um, and the other way that I um, look after myself is, is that um, every other year, I have what I call is a bigger holiday Mm. and I will take three, sometimes four weeks off. And that is my time literally to, it doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I'm going. I'm very sorry. I'm not here. (laughs) Um, And invariably that's when I go the other side of the world and I get some sun and I catch up with some friends and because almost, you know, it was the Aussies that put me, that steered me initially into what i'm doing now because without mm. those you know those wonderful conversations i probably wouldn't have pursued a nutrition or started nutrition aspect anyway i'd probably still be in hospitality
1: yeah yeah
0: you know so Fantastic. Um, so yeah so as long as i sleep properly and and also listening for me is is another thing as well i you know it's um Of course, these days you can't listen to too many in in person, but on podcasts and all that Mm. wonderful stuff. It's actually trying to think behind what they're actually saying Mm. sometimes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hear the the bits, the the unsaid words. Absolutely. Well, really nice. Really nice. Yeah. We don't talk as much about sleep as we should. Because we know that is a big thing for so many people and such absolutely. you know, we need to have as much as we can. But I also like that you get away. You mm. really get away. Now I'm sure when you get away, you get away. So I do,
0: that, I do, absolutely. It's and it's it's a shame the the viewers can't see this, but I've got um mm-hmm. some pictures behind me of I see. um of beaches that are um areas that so for me a lot of people go, Oh, you need to get out into nature. <laughs> no nah, nature to me is really noisy so you know the birds in the morning I, I just think I'm very sorry if I upset anybody, I just think shut up you're so noisy in the morning what's going on it's there, beautiful it's lovely I enjoy it but if somebody says to me go out and get into nature you can probably hear from my voice that's not my you know that's not where the seaside is my my mm. place my uh my little area of I'm quite happy with the waves, even if they're really, really noisy and there's a storm going on. I find them calming. Um, so, yeah, so I, I will hug a tree. No problem at all. But I won't be there too long.
1: <laughs> the ocean is your nature. So the nature it's the getting, getting out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's really funny. Mm. That's very yeah. good. These are and it's really it's good insight to how I like hearing what people say and what they do to Mm. to help themselves. And we all need to have some way that supports and enables us to switch off and get out. And, And it's so different for everyone in regardless of whether they say they go out for a walk. It's, it's that moment of where you're getting in tune with what hits the right mark for you. Now, You've got some other things that are happening and one of them that we said for sure we were Mm. going to talk about is your event that you have with Romina Melwani with the Nutrition Collective because you've got an event on the 10th of March, correct? We do, yes. Um,
0: And this is with the probiotic company for Activated Probiotics and um, it's a free webinar for, for anybody and it's all about gut health and probiotics and mood. So I'm hoping to bring in a little bit it's about my research as well so I'll, and i'll provide you with a link of because the abstract Great. of the research has actually been published but the actual research itself is actually going on so they're adding to the data oh, so wow. hopefully uh, next year it'll be published in its entirety but yes we're doing that wonderful webinar um, in march so please um if you want to sign up then by all means you can do so very easily. Okay. yeah okay great now is there anything else I've been approached by somebody who potentially wants to have mentoring from a genetic perspective um, I don't know if anybody would be interested in that um, mm-hmm. but I don't know whether I want to open that up
1: <laughs> okay <That's
0: laughs> at the so- beginning if you see what I mean
1: but yes I might be interested in, in doing something like that but yeah as a practitioner as a teacher and all the other things that you're doing an educator, What would you say to people? What would you say to the variety of people listening to you to encourage them? Do you have any words of wisdom?
0: Um, My words of wisdom in relation to either learning or being educated or anything like that is find an area that you are interested in because you will you'll you find that you're happy to read about it or at least investigate it, let's put it that way. So even if it's something about learning how to um, make shoes, I mean, you know, <laughs> just, just whatever, yeah. you know, whatever floats your boat, start there first. Mm. And however you wish to learn as well. So the the way that I, I teach is very visual. And that's because I'm not a one dimensional person. I have to, I have to visualize things in color Um, mm. you know, I need to understand where the colors fit on the page and how they all sort of link together. So um, please, if you're being sort of, you know, if you're reading a book, have a little sketch pad beside you, which I do and I have lots of different colors and I sometimes just write the words out in the different colours and perhaps draw a couple of diagrams because that goes to that and that links to that. Mm. And you've made your own interpretation then. It's nobody else's interpretation. doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but it's yours. Mm. And invariably that will stick in the brain because you've actually made it up. It's your way of learning. So never, ever be frightened or put off by perhaps almost being told oh you can't learn very well because you know you you can't read something and then you know learn it for for verbatim I can't remember I can't remember what I did yesterday (laughs) let alone you know you know I have to keep looking at things I have to keep reading and and going back to my drawings I do Mm -hmm. mind maps of things you know right and um, you just have to find the way that's right for you and it may not be conventional but that's their problem not yours Nice. You know, and it wasn't until I got to my undergraduate that I realized that actually I I can learn this, but I have to put it in my own way, in my own language, which is completely different to everybody else's language. Yeah. But it's only me that sees that. Mm. So it doesn't matter. It's the same as, you know, some people don't iron certain things, but you're not going to see it. So it doesn't really matter, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know a lot of people only are in the front of their shirt because you're never going to see the back because they've got a got a that's you know a, a jumper on or something so who cares a, it's fine it doesn't matter yeah. however you learn please just do it yourself whether it's through coloring whether it yeah. it, it doesn't matter yeah. it, you know it's um it is how you need to do it and then you get the bug for it and that's what drives you it, it, that's what drives me because yeah. I so, thought, oh okay so how does that link to that oh well that links to that and that's got a name I have no idea how I'm going to be able to pronounce that you know I'm going to teach something and it's you know ankylosing spondylitis it took me years to even <laughs> learn how to flip and well say that it doesn't matter it's fine you know uh, <laughs> so refreshing. it's refreshing it's fine it's no problem um yeah. so yeah I'm certainly not an expert in anything but I give it a go but I will only give it a go in the things that I enjoy. So
1: start there. Nice. Excellent. Excellent words of wisdom. I love it. Well, on that note, I think we shall leave it there for now. And then we can watch this space. And as in when, if you decide you want to come on again, let me know. But for now, thank you so much for joining me, Karen. It was absolutely a delight.
0: Thank you. That's very kind of you. And I've really enjoyed myself. Thank you so very
1: much. Good. That's the whole point. Well Thank you. <laughs> Well, folks, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed sitting in and listening in to Karen share her story and talk about her zest and her drive to follow her heart and do the things that she loves. I will be sure and provide information so you can get in touch with her in the show notes as well as a link to the event that she is doing with Romina Malwani if you'd like to register for that as well. So then there are a few other things that I'd like to talk with you about as usual and one of them is going to be about that bellican. You have got to bounce off to feel good. What can I tell you about it other than the research on the benefits of the bellican continue to grow and grow And I can personally say to you that it has been one of the best things that I have done for my own health, physically and mentally. If you would like more information about this wonderful company, I am delighted that I am an affiliate so I can provide you details, or there is also a link in the show notes so you can go and have a snoop around on your own. I'd also like to say thank you to the subscribers of my podcasts and to those of you who have left me a review. I really appreciate it. I'd also ask you to share this with other people that you feel might find them of benefit, because don't forget, these podcasts are here to support, collaborate, communicate, educate, and inspire one another. I'd like to thank you again for joining me. And until next time, here's wishing you and yours the very best of health. Bye for now. Bye.